Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. Jesus is your friend. And we're your friend. But Jesus is a friend with a capital F. And we're just the friends with a lowercase f. What a friend we have. And that concludes our hymn section of this podcast. <laughs> Let's do the her section now. <laughs> the hymns. We sang the hymns. Now we're going to sing the hers. Yes. Jesus is a friend. I'm a friend of Jesus. And that concludes our singing section altogether. <laughs> we need to get serious here, man. Let's get serious. You know, Joel, we were watching before we came on to do the podcast today. My wife and I were watching some old VHS videos that we had transferred to DVD. And Whoa. our kids were real small. In fact, our, our youngest daughter was a year and a half, if that. I don't even think she was that old. And she was eating a cupcake in her high chair, which was kind of a big deal. <laughs> and in the background, I, I noticed as I was watching the video, I noticed her bobbing her head. And I listened in the background. I could hear Petra probably on the oh. turntable. <laughs> uh-huh. John Schlitt singing Seen and Not Heard. And she was just bopping to that thing. <laughs> Good old music. So, Good old days. Yeah, music's a powerful thing. Yeah, it is. And and looking back at those old times, you know, the, the, when the kids were young, that's a that's a powerful thing, too. We got some pictures and videos, too, that we look at from time to time. And like their first birthday, and they got just blue, son's got his blue cake all uh, icing all over his face. And <laughs> all fun times. I saw him recently working, and he still had a bunch of stuff all over his face. <laughs> I'll have to tell him. <laughs> I think he's You're, been dipping into the hot dogs. There. You've grown up, man. Yeah, yeah, they do sell hot dogs where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, well, yeah. Hey, uh, we're glad you've joined us here on Growing in Grace, uh, Mike and Joel, to uh, to try to deposit something into your week that is going to help sustain you and remind you to bring to your remembrance, as the Apostle Paul might say, to bring to your remembrance of the tremendous things that God has already provided for us through his Son, Jesus Christ, and the completed work, again, that has already been done on our behalf. So, so, you know, sometimes you get a lot of stuff being thrown at you during the course of a week or a month or even a day. You know, some of it can be just regular things that go on in life. Some of it can be related, you know, to your, your job, your family, bad news that you recently received, or maybe even it's just uh, something that happened at church, uh, religious stuff that you've been hearing that's kind of got you down because you're wondering, where do I fit into all of this? We want to try and help clear some of the smoke out of the way, and that's what our podcast is all about. We've been doing it for about 13 years now, and and uh, growingandgrace.org, by the way, if you're looking for some other podcasts to listen to. Yes, yeah, that's the place to go, growingandgrace.org. And we need, as, uh, as the body of Christ, we need to build each other up. As we have discovered in our past in the church, and as I know that many of our listeners have discovered, there is a lot of church activity out there, whether it's sermons or 
small groups getting together, where there, there seems to be a lot of negativity and a lot of condemnation and a lot of not necessarily being built up. It's like when people get together sometimes as a body, it seems like, well, what we're really getting together to do is to point out your sins, to make sure that you're convicted of your sins so you won't sin anymore. Well, you need to stop all this sinning in the church. And and of course, not that we're saying that sin is good. Obviously, uh, sin is not a good thing. We want to turn away from sin, sinful behavior. But that's not really the purpose of us getting together as a body. And also, one thing that I used to think and that I heard taught as well was that the Holy Spirit is there to convict me of my sin. And so what that did for me, and your experience may vary, but what that did for me is it would always made me think that everything that happened in life, that was God was trying to tell me something. He was trying to convict me of something. I was being convicted of this or of that, and my whole Christian life was really based upon the wrongs that I had done and God trying to convict me of that and me then needing to turn and, and change all the time. And so the basis of my Christian life was, again, the wrong that I was doing, not the righteousness of God in Christ that I had become. Like what we talk about on this podcast a lot, what really has happened for us in Christ is that God has gifted us with his very own righteousness. He's taken away our sin. Again, not that we don't commit sinful actions or ungodly actions, but he's taken away our sin. He's dealt with it. He's not punishing us for our sins. He's not convicting us of the sins that we commit because he's already dealt with that. The, the cross worked, and the cross is where our sins were taken away. And so as a father, sure, he wants what's best for us. He doesn't want us to walk around in, in sin and all these things that hurt us and that hurt others. But his job as father and as the Holy Spirit and as Jesus Christ, the son, the jo God's job is not to go around making us feel bad about all our sins all the time, but rather he is in our lives to build us up in love and in grace and in goodness and in kindness and uh, the transformation that comes in our life doesn't come from being convicted of sin, but it comes from being convicted of the righteousness of God that we are in Christ Jesus. Yeah, you know, conviction really, what it, partly what it means is it, it exposes, it reveals, it will convince. Because, you, you know, you'll hear the religious talking points out there, right? And I used to be involved in repeating a lot of those. I mean, I was a Christian parrot. I, I could quote the, uh, the the talking points as good as anybody. I used to, you know, get on the radio and say things like, um, the Holy Spirit won't condemn you for your sin, but he will convict you for your sin. Well, there, there's really nothing in the Bible that says that, but it made good sense and most people bought into it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't right. And in John chapter 16, verse 7, it starts out with uh, Jesus talking to his disciples here, and he's saying, look, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, referring to the Holy Spirit. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, and concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. 
And it's interesting, after that, Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is interesting. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. A nice picture of the Trinity here. Joel, I, I think, you know, people get confused sometimes as they just kind of skim through some of these scriptures. But Jesus just referenced three groups, and this ties into what you were talking about with righteousness, too. He just referenced three groups. This is the way I see it. You can contribute something here, too, Joel. But um, three groups who are abiding in, the, in this world is what I see Jesus looking at here. And uh, he kind of summarized what conviction meant for all three of them. First, he talked about unbelieving people. They do not believe in me. They'll, they will be convicted of sin, uh, the sin of unbelief. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Unbelieving people, they do not believe in me. And then there were believing people who are righteous in Christ. And that's important, what you said before about our identity in Christ and the gift of righteousness, God's righteousness, righteousness that now belongs to us. Believing people who are now considered righteous because he says, you, you, you who I'm talking to, you will see me no longer. And then finally, he said, the, the enemy, the, the ruler of this world is judged. Jesus didn't come to judge us. He came to, to judge the ruler of this world, the enemy. So there's just a, a few things there, but this, the Spirit of God does not convict us in Christ of sin. He doesn't convict us of sin. He does convict the world of unbelief. And because you see, Jesus already addressed the sin issue. As bad as sin is, and as much as we want to avoid it, Jesus addressed the issue at the cross. Right. It was taken care of fully at the cross. And so as believers, we don't need to be worried about him convicting us or condemning us, either convicting us or condemning us, like you're talking about, of of sin. That's all been dealt with. And so the question comes up about, well, don't don't we need to change? Well, change is good. The word that is used in the Bible that I like better is transformed. But how does that transformation come about? It doesn't come about through Jesus wagging his finger at us and 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 getting lightning bolts ready uh, to throw at us when we do when we do wrong. You were reading from John 16 and then in John 17, I really love this really great chapter the words of Jesus, the things that he was praying, but he said something in verse 20. He said, "I do not pray for these alone, that is his disciples, his that were right there with him, but for all those who will believe in me through their word." that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one. This oneness that we have with God, he doesn't convict us of sin. He is rather, he's given us his glory and that's what we need to be convicted of. That's what we need to be convinced of. Because, uh, you know, Romans 2, Romans 12, 2, I should say, talks about, you know, do not be conformed to this world. Okay, so we don't want to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what is this transformation? I was just looking at this. Paul has written about, now the he says, now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, 
beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the image, into the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is doing in, in us. That mirror of the glory of the Lord, when we behold that, we're transformed into that same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's really what this life in Christ is about. Yes, we want to turn from sin. Yes, we want to uh, avoid sin, turn away from evil. But that's not really what's going on. That's not really how this transformation happens. We look at Jesus. We look at the glory of the Lord, and we're transformed like in a mirror. We're transformed from glory to glory. A few seconds left if you want to add anything on the end here. (laughs) Thanks for the few (laughs) seconds there, Joel. I think we ought to continue this thought process next week because there there are some uh, mindsets out there that think if you can reduce your sin count, that that improves your position with God. And as Joel has said several times here on the program, turning from sin, avoiding sin, it's a good thing. It's not a part of who we are. Uh, I mean, turning from sin is a, is a good thing, but it, it doesn't do for you what religion will tell you it's going to do for you. So we're going to try to help empower you a little bit more with something called grace. And we'll discuss it next week if you'll join us right here at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.